0: peppermint peckers the fresh maker Hello everyone and welcome to Gore Gab. I'm your host, Uncle Ponyboy, and I'm here with DJ Qualls. Just kidding. Qualls? I'm terrible at making up nicknames.
1: Yeah, on the spot? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, Dijon Gill? D- yeah, I... Grape Upon Only. <laughs> Damn it.
0: I really suck at that. Yeah. I
1: thought I'd give it a shot, though. It's okay, though. Uh, I mean, I do like
0: Dijon Mustard. Only on... Nothing.
1: What are you talking about? Have uh, you ever had? I don't like, like hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had a, uh, um, like, Dijon
0: based gravy? Um, I've made a Dijon and mustard ba- Dijon, Dijon and, and mustard damn. mixed together. A uh. uh, base for like chicken, kind of like a a rub. It's the only thing that
1: that will allow me to eat pork chops is a Dijon gravy.
0: Oh! Oh! I forgot you hate pork chops. They're disgusting. I made pork chops one night, and DJ came over and was like, "Yeah, I'll pass on the pork chops." And I made like a whole fucking dinner.
1: <sighs> I don't want to eat uh, a steak that tastes like a chicken breast and has the consistency of a hot dog.
0: I'm not a big fan of the way of the texture of a pork chop. Yeah,
1: maybe I said that backwards. Maybe it's a. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a steak that has the texture of a chicken breast that tastes like a hot dog. Is that what I said? I don't
0: know. I'm really confused. I literally have no idea what you just said well, to pork me.
1: Pork chops are just,
0: like, flattened hot dogs. Well, they're so
1: dense.
0: Yeah, they're just
1: not good. Anyways, probably not real important. This is not a food podcast. No, I
0: don't even know why we're talking about no, this. No, I apologize to everyone right now yes. for what just happened. That's what
1: happens when you try and make up nicknames on the spot. Yeah, I know. I need to stop doing so, that. So,
0: anyway... Welcome to Gore Gab. Yes, welcome. DJ Gill is my host.
1: Uh, your co-host, and I will, <laughs> I will actually be talking in this episode. Unlike the interview with Paul T. Taylor.
0: Oh, great interview. Mm-hmm. Ran completely by me.
1: Yes, I had zero input. Every time I tried to say anything, yeah, picture this: Uncle Pony Boy laying on a bed, touching himself, talking to <laughs> Pinhead. And me in the closet on my phone, trying to get a word in edgewise, and cannot.
0: Well, and, and to be fair, Paul's a talkative motherfucker. Oh, yeah. For and,
1: sure. In the best way possible. Oh, yeah. I, it was
0: it was wonderful,
1: man. I love talking I, to and, and it, and that's It was wonderful. It was wonderful. I mean, that's the whole point, though, right? Is to let whoever we're talking to talk. Uh, so I'm not upset about that. I'm, And I'm not upset at all, really. Well, no, I mean, yeah, because I, I it that. was interesting. I got to just sit there and listen, but but you are the
0: co-host,
1: yeah. But I, anyways, I'll be talking tonight, <laughs> so if you missed my voice, you're in for a treat.
0: Well, and and also if you missed that episode, yeah, et, you should probably episode, check that. Yeah, out. it
1: was a one-off. I mean, we'd like to do more interviews in the future. Yeah,
0: oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. And uh, so we'll see if we can line those up for you. Yes, I would love to. Uh, Love to talk with some of these people, man, and 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 like you know, like you said, Paul T. Taylor. Talking to him was really cool, and it was really interesting because he he had a lot to say, and like it was really cool to hear about his career. I mean, and and it's interesting talking to anybody that has something to say like that. You know, I mean, yeah. Sometimes you talk to people and you're leading the conversation the whole time, and it just isn't interesting. And that's not how it was with him, yeah. So ever,
1: I mean, obviously he's experienced in talking to people because it, yeah, it. I can't tell you anything I hate more than listening to an interview where somebody just asks a close ended question and yeah. you just get res- a response and move on to the next question. This is more of like a conversation rather than an interview, right, um, Yeah, which is interesting to me at least, but
0: we'll, we'll go back and check that out. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, he gave us some, some interesting information about Hellraiser judgment, which they're one of the things he told us was that there's not really a release date set. He's heard rumblings of October. Halloween. Yeah. A Halloween
1: release. But who knows? Also,
0: the director quit movies forever and moved to Romania. Yeah. So.
1: Bold move.
0: Yeah. He's, he's starting a, a band, I believe Paul said. Yeah. So anyway, I don't want to tell you everything we talked about in the interview, obviously. But yeah,
1: I, yeah just go listen to it. And so tonight, we're going to talk about a movie that immediately became very near and dear to me uh and that's the void i like i i love like passion projects and things that are done with like this this movie we'll talk about it but it's definitely something that a lot of love and care went into yeah man
0: we both really enjoyed it a lot and there was a lot of hype around it. I thought, anyway, you know. I mean, I fo- I mean, obviously, I follow horror movie news and stuff, and a lot of sites were reporting on this movie, saying it was the next great body horror movie. I'm a huge body horror guy in general, and uh, it was good. It delivered. I thought it delivered. Yeah, no, it, it did. Um, and we'll t- we'll talk more about it. But first of all, let's talk about something else that's near and dear to our oh, hearts. Oh God, this is. I mean, this is in the same vein,
1: really. Right, kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it is it's another passion project. Yeah,
0: low budget, no budget, really. I mean, the void I think raised eighty something thousand dollars on GoFundMe or something like that, and and I mean the 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 Greasy greasy strangler. Strangler. We're
1: gonna talk about the Greasy Strangler here for a minute. Yeah, it
0: it no budget movie, and it was it blew my mind, man. Like I I've I haven't like just felt. I don't know. It was so funny. Yeah, you know, I, I was cracking up the whole time. We, I, you know, I've seen
1: uh like articles on it, and I've seen it mentioned before, and I just never went out of my way to go watch it. Uh, but it's streaming on Amazon Prime. So if you have Amazon Prime, you can watch it for free. Uh, and so we put it on one night, and I was wa- like, I was five minutes in, and I was texting Ryan, and I was like, Dude, you have. To watch this movie, <laughs> yeah, um, and and like, I mean, the best way I could describe it is if you were watching like uh, Wes Anderson direct a trauma movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with that, and it, it is, man. It's 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 so it's wild. It is, man. Like I've never seen anything like it before. Like it, it reminds me of like maybe some John Waters thrown in there too, like like that type of stuff, like Pink Flamingo style gross out humor stuff yeah
1: and and so and that's where the trauma i mean like the content of it is very trauma-esque and just like over the top and absurdity yeah yeah. uh but it's like it's shot like a one of those weird indie flicks where there's like lingering shots well man and and it's like
0: the the writing is so funny and like just Everything that comes out of anyone's mouth is fucking hilarious. Like I was cracking up the entire time. I mean, just the writing, the way it was shot.
1: The, the I mean the set like the, the the scouting that they did. Like so like it's very like dreary. Yeah. yeah. Um but then the also like the costume design. Uh, well, I
0: actually read that the, the house that they filmed it in, uh-huh. uh uh Big Ronnie and Braden's house. Right. That they actually had to wear Masks when they were filming in there because there was so much mold and stuff in this house that they filmed. So they in. just found, yeah. I mean, they and had th- no budget. This is a set that they built. This is some nasty ass fucking old house that they found which, to go
1: chill in, which suits the characters in this movie. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah no. I mean, it's, it's lots of dick in it. There's a lot of dick. Um, Big
0: pointy old man dick. And,
1: and there's, I mean, there's some, there's some violence and some gore, but it's really not. It's not overly gory. Uh, it's just. I don't know,
0: man. It wasn't as gory as I expected it to be from... I saw the Red Band trailer, and it pretty much showed every gore scene. So don't watch the Red Band trailer, because it is effective and weird, uh, the way that they shoot some of the gore stuff, and it really... Yeah,
1: if you if you hadn't seen it beforehand, it would be a little more...
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, there, there, there was There's one scene in particular I can think of. Uh, so spoilers, I'll skip like 15 seconds ahead right now if you don't want to hear this. Whenever the dude's laying oink or whatever uh-huh. the fuck his name is is laying there dead, and
1: his he sticks his finger in his nose hole that's like been a cut nose off cavity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he has
0: no nose and he wears like a fake like child's pig nose over his nose, and the the guy sticks his finger in this hole and just slowly pushes it down into it, and it was yeah, that it's, bothered. It's, me, it's man. gross.
1: Yeah. Um. But anyways, I yeah definitely like if you want to watch something that's like incredibly weird. Even for, like, myself, I watch a lot of weird movies, and I have a weird sense of humor.
0: We pretty much watch nothing but weird movies. Well, and
1: I really enjoy, like, that um, weird, like, awkward type of humor, Uh, and there's a lot of it. uh, And I was still, like, while I was watching this movie, I was like, what the fuck (laughs) is going (laughs) on? Uh, like it was weird to me, and like a lot of weird movies seem normal to yeah, me.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, so I mean, so it, it's on Prime right now. It's it's free with Prime. It's included with Amazon Prime, and yep. it, and you know it's it's one of those movies that will you. I mean, you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate the shit out of it. It's yes. just one of those movies. But if you have that like weird, twisted sense of humor and like a little weird gore thrown in with lots of dick. Lots of dick. Lots of dick. Then this is your movie. Yeah,
1: I would highly recommend. I, I mean, we're not. I don't think we're gonna do the movie for gore gab. But no, I don't
0: think not quite gory enough. Because we've ran into that before, where we we've decided to do a movie and then we watched it and it was nowhere near uh the gore. I don't even know the capacity. That, I
1: don't even know that gore is really necessary um to make gore gab. Yeah, but I mean, mean, it has to have an aspect of gore, which this movie definitely has an aspect of gore. It does. Yeah, I just don't know. I mean, there wouldn't be enough for us to talk. I mean, there would be a lot for us to talk about, but it would just it would sound like absolute like two maniacs just.
0: Well, dude, and we would also be like, I think there would be a lot of quoting of the movie going on, which that would be ninety percent of what we would talk about, I think, because there's so much great. It's such a quotable. Yeah, very quotable. You know, I mean, there's just so much, so much great. Ridiculous shit said in this movie you So, know?
1: I mean, why don't we just go ahead and gore gab like, stab rate This thing. Go, uh,
0: the Greasy Strangler? Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. What's your, what's your Rating?
1: Uh, I'd give it an 8 I'd give it a 3 for uh, You know, gore And a 5 for
0: enjoyability It'd Definitely highly enjoyable. I would 100% agree with you on that score I think that, shit, I mean Even if you like any of the movies that we talk about On here, I think that you would enjoy this movie. I think you have to have kind of a that twisted dark sense of humor to watch a lot of the stuff that we talk about anyway. Yeah. You, you know have, what I mean? Your blood rage, your basket case, like stuff like that, you know, so
1: you have to be okay with like being with like facetious humor.
0: Well, it goes out of its way to offend. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people found it offensive and that's why they don't like it. But if you like if you're a trauma fan or anything along those lines then i th- i think greasy strangler is a must see yes and i agree 8 uh, all the way 3 3 on like gore i mean i don't know here- i might go a 7 2 on gore 5 on enjoyability but what matters is the enjoyability really
1: yeah and honestly uh so like th- this movie is actually like it's very quirky but the like the cinematography and like the art in it is is great. Like if it wasn't oh, yeah. if it wasn't like a gross out movie, um, I mean, I think you could take all the nasty stuff out of it, like the all the nudity and stuff like that, and you would still have a seriously funny movie. No, he he's a le- and, he's and a, a legitimate and a, director, yeah, man, and yeah. an artful like I yeah. mean this guy definitely has skill uh in directing. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean I, I completely agree. So I mean if you're into that kind of stuff at all, anything we've been talking about, the trauma stuff, that, j- that just like gross out humor, you have a dark, twisted sense of humor. I think I've said that like five times, yeah. but, but yeah, no, that would it's definitely true. Be, yep. Yeah, so check that check that out, uh, Greasy Strangler, Amazon Prime. But,
1: but yeah, I mean, so other than that, though, really, I haven't watched anything good. There's been nothing to draw me to the theater.
0: Not real, not lately. I mean. What was that I just went and saw a movie Oh, King Kong. I went and saw King Kong's Cole Island. I think we talked about, it yeah, we that, talked that, about that. Yeah, we talked about
1: that. Was that the last thing you went and saw? Yeah, that was the last thing so I, I think went and saw on TV. Pa- Power Rangers was the last thing I went I have not gone to see a movie since the last time we did the podcast. And there's just nothing I mean, there's re- I mean I there's a lot of movies coming out this summer that I'll wanna go see, but uh we we're in a definite like we went through a real heavy spell oh, of man, like yeah. so much stuff coming out, and right now we are kind of in a lull. I think. Um, I mean, I know at Seth points wants to go see Free Fire.
0: Yeah, Ben, I'm a Ben, I'm a Ben Wheatley fan. Sightseers was really good. Kill I, List was really good. I,
1: I I'll go see it because it has a 24 stamped on it. That's all that matters. Uh, but I'm not being like. I mean, I could wait for it to come out.
0: Listen, man, A twenty four I think is one of the best. uh... They're the best studio,
1: one of the best studios around right now. I mean, literally everything they do uh, is is good. Yeah, I I agree. One hundred percent. I've not watched an A twenty four movie that I did not enjoy. Uh, What's what was the movie? Uh, I did watch uh, the Lobster the other day. I still have not seen that movie. Uh, It's not definitely not like a horror movie or gore movie, but. a good little, I mean, and this kind of falls into like the greasy strangler. Like it's kind of similar in like it's quirkiness. Right. Yeah. I've heard it. Um, well, a, the
0: guy that that's the guy that made, um, dog which was yeah. up for the best, uh, Oscar for best foreign film a f- uh, few years ago. And which is a, it's a great movie. And when I would almost kind of consider it a horror movie, but, uh, anyway, yeah, ahead.
1: no, I mean, it, uh, that was also free on Amazon prime, but it, it's a good, like i mean it's definitely like touches on some like human condition type yeah. themes well that's um, how dogtooth was yeah where they, yeah i mean it's about like loneliness and versus having a companion in the world and like what loves about and all that and, Dude, and have
0: you ever seen dogtooth no i have not oh my god man so, it, so it's it's about this uh, this family who they have i think three kids it's been years since i've seen it but they, they have kids and uh, they have never let their children see the outside world. They've basically yeah. been been raising right in them the in this inside. like yeah. And and man, it's just one of those movies that has it's just so weird and out there and and has some I don't know. It touches on a lot of the same type of stuff like what is it to be human, right? Kind of yeah yeah.
1: It, it definitely that's a running theme through the lobster. Not necessarily what it means to be human, but like what um like what humans need as far as so basically like in the lobster um. That you, if you are not in a relationship, you get sent to a place to find a relationship. And if you don't find a relationship, they turn you into an animal. And that's how they populate the world's animals. But then there's like a subgroup of people who live like in the woods, like the loners who who are not in a. And like either way, whether you're uh, in a relationship, um, And like, so there's like control on both sides is that you either can't, like if you're in the loners, you can't be in a relationship. Like you can't interact with anybody else in the loners in like a sexual or loving or companionship type way. And so it like, it just deals with like the rigidity of rules that society puts up. Well, Um,
0: that's a lot of, I mean, really when it comes down to it, that's a lot of what dog tooth is about. You know I mean? It's, it's them sheltering their kids from this outside world that will teach them about you know, sexuality or, 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 you know, things like that. And then they discover the stuff on their own anyway. Right. And they want to see the outside world. Like no matter how much they try to shield their children from the outside world, it still creeps its way in. Right. Through natural. Right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: And so I think, you know, uh, I mean, I think it's like, it's definitely a good movie. Um, so like I said, it's like, it's got some kind of fun. It's a very dark comedy, but, um, if you're into that sort of thing, again, um I don't know why for me it's like if I I can ask somebody if they like Wes Anderson and if they say yes then like like that to me just like tells me what type of humor they like well, yeah, it's
0: a very specific brand of yeah, humor. Yeah.
1: And and not that like not that this movie really even should or could be compared to Wes Anderson. I would just say that's it's like the closest thing that is generally people well, know of. So
0: Wes Anderson's one of those one of those directors, man, that y- you can take a movie that's like a Wes Anderson imitator and right. sit it next to a w- actual Wes Anderson movie and you will fucking know which one is Wes, is Anderson. Wes Anderson. Right,
1: yeah. and, but and I don't mean to like generalize uh like indie films or no, no. like that type of sense of humor but uh it, it's just like a it's just like the most like general way I can think of to be like if you think this kind of stuff like if you're into
0: that sort yeah. of stuff, this is kind of the stuff you'll be into. But anyways, uh, so since you seem to be done talking about that now, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to talk about uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the game. Yes. Now have you have you seen anything about this? I mean, do you know what do you know about this game? I've seen articles. I I think
1: I have seen that you can play from either the side of Jason or the side of like a camp the campers. That is correct. And so basically you come up with ways to like either kill Jason or ways to kill the campers. Yeah,
0: basically but and I think it's a uh, don't quote me on this I'm not 100% sure but I believe that it's like an online thing oh, where you okay. play with friends. So okay. like you're you're if you're the camp counselors then it's you and like you know, however many actual people and playing some, together. Somebody to es- else
1: plays Jason, right? Like to
0: a, to escape from that's Jason. Cool. So, I would I would
1: like, and I've always been this way with video games, and maybe that's why, like, I'm not really a gamer. I prefer to play like the story than to play. No, yeah, no multiplayer myself.
0: But think about it like this, though. So you are you're playing this game. You've got other people playing with you as camp counselors, and Jason's out there somewhere. And he's running around trying to get you. Yeah,
1: no, it it's a fun concept. It
0: is a g now, I don't know how quickly this will become played out. It may be one of those games that you buy and then you're like, fuck this after two days because you're like it's the same shit over and right, over again. Like Mortal Kombat. Because I think it only comes out with like three or four maps right. to begin with. And I'm it, sure and they'll put out downloadable well, yeah. well, and they're maps from like the actual movies. Right. Like okay. it's Camp Crystal Lake and then it's like the other one of the other camps and like but they're I, they're talking about there's Jasons from like six or seven of the movies that you can be like I don't know it's yeah, just really cool no. if you're a Friday the Thirteenth guy and I know at Seth points I don't know if at Seth points is a video gamer but yeah he
1: is I and I will I'll play this game like I will yeah. play this game I uh, but I'm just in general like I and again it probably comes from like my non confrontational demeanor as to where like I like I would rather play like co op. With someone, than, right? Yeah. Then like play against a group of people or whatever. So, but this is a little different spin on it. Um, so yeah, I definitely would be, will be checking this out. Well,
0: and it's it's really like a low, you know, it's it's a pretty low budget game. I don't think this is like some big AAA game. It's like an indie developer that's doing this. Yeah. So which I mean, a
1: lot of the times those are better than, like the you know the huge budgeted games because those little indie game developers again it's like movies man that like they put more time and effort and care into things and they come out with better things than like things that are like produced on a big budget where you have a bunch of people working on it and the people aren't really invested in what they're doing right yeah yeah so
0: i don't know i i'm I'm excited to play it i think it'll be cool that's obviously a um We'll have to talk about that whenever it comes. It yeah, comes out next have... month. I think it's released the re- uh, just announced the actual release date of the movie. It's going to be on you mean May the game tw- May twenty sixth.
1: The release date of the game.
0: That's what I meant to say. There must not have been a Friday. Listen, don't fucking, <laughs> don't fucking point me out when I make mistakes. There,
1: uh, there must not have been a Friday the thirteenth in in the like foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, because because yeah. you, you know they May twenty sixth. Yeah, May twenty sixth is, uh not Friday the 13th. And horrible segue. Let's just go ahead and talk about
0: the movie, right? Okay, so this episode we're going to talk about The Void, which we like we said at the beginning of yes. this episode. It, it is it's fantastic, man. Like it it's it, it delivered to me on all fronts. It it was like gory and it was weird and it it I don't know, man. It just brought it.
1: Yeah, uh I don't know that this is a movie for everyone. I, no, I, I I think it. It's, I, I think you're either gonna you're either gonna so. First off, is like there's a
0: lot that goes unexplained. Yeah, yeah. There, it, it leaves a lot up to you um, to decide what's going yeah, on.
1: Yeah, and so if you're the kind of person that needs like concrete, like this is what happened and this is what's happening and this is how it ended. Right. Yeah. Then. This is like you probably will not enjoy this movie, but no. yeah, it leaves a lot up to interpretation. Um, like I can see this, I this is, I it, it's fairly well reviewed, correct? Yeah, by, by I mean, yeah, by critics.
0: Uh, yeah, 62 Metascore I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's it's gotten so, great reviews. It's so, it's a 6.0 on IMDb, which doesn't sound great, but my in this for is a exact, low budget yeah, horror movie. Well, and
1: this is exactly what I was gonna say is the critics, I'm sure, like. Critics will find this movie like they'll score it higher than the audience. Once this thing hits like platforms like Netflix, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if you're scrolling through Netflix and you see this movie. And it has one star. See, I don't give any
0: fucks about that shit. And no. I'll tell you why. Because just off the top of my head, an example: uh, "Lovely Molly," which right. when I first found "Lovely Molly," I found it on IMDb to see what it was about. I'd heard about it. And uh, it was like a four point six, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be a pile of shit." And I watched it, and was I fucking loved it, man. I bought it. I have the Blu-ray. Like, I, well, it was creepy and like weird, and like it just really the it does it builds atmosphere like few movies can, I think, and so. I don't know. It just depends on on what type of movie you're talking about. Whether you should go by the critics' reviews. Well, think, and I'm not even. I mean,
1: a lot of. So this reminds me a lot of The Witch in where, like, it's going to be critically well received because one, it's like incredibly well crafted. Uh, like the
0: some of the best practical
1: effects I've yeah, seen. In great a long practical time. effects. Great use of like lighting. Um, yeah. you know it. It's interesting. It's creepy. Uh, but those aren't things that, like, so, like, like I'm saying is when you get to, to, like, movies on Netflix and stuff, these are people who, like, like, a lot of people will click on these movies and then, like, give them a horrible rating because, I mean, these aren't, like, geared toward them. But, like, like The Witch, it was, like, critically acclaimed, beautifully shot. I mean, it's, like, a freaking. Masterpiece, and it seems like most people hate it, and yeah, and like the general public is not into that sort of thing because it is—it's like a high, like uh, what I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but it's like a, it's like a high art piece.
0: First of all, I would like to say that at Seth points is included in that general public. Yeah,
1: hated the witch, but
0: he's a son of a bitch for that, right?
1: And, And it's it's like the like like I said, like the witch is again. I'm pretty sure on. It's on Netflix or Amazon Prime or something, and it has, like, two stars. But, I like, I'm pretty sure it landed in, like, that the... That
0: blows my goddamn mind. Right, but
1: it's... I mean, people are going to turn it on to watch a horror movie, and it's not. It's like a...
0: Uh... But see, no, no. I mean, it, it is. It is a horror movie. The problem is that over the last 20 fucking years, since, like, the slasher genre died out... Yeah. People the... expect this all... When they, when they go see a horror movie, they want... Gore and craziness, front to back. Right, they, they don't, don't have want any that, atmosphere. Right, and
1: they don't have the attention span to like build up to something. Seth points attention fan, <laughs> fan, attention fan, attention fan. Uh, get that but attention fan so, anyways, the, what I'm saying though is I I see this being a movie that is not well received by the general Repu- republic. <laughs> what Damn, what's <laughs> the fuck going is on wrong with us? Those, those? Oh God! How many
0: beers have you had? I had two. Too few, actually. <laughs> Literally two. Uh, yeah, so too few. With three glasses of water in between. Yeah, so... Republic. Trying,
1: trying to stay awake for, for this. Republic. But but no, seriously, though, like I think this is not going to be received well by the general public, but if... This is different than The Witch, though. This will appeal to like fans of Hellraiser, The Fly, uh, The Thing... From Beyond. From Beyond. Like, this is like that type of of movie, and it's done very well, especially for the money that went into it.
0: I got into an argument with my friend uh, Alex Simmons a couple of weeks ago, who hates everything, by the way. Sounds like my kind of guy. Does not like anything. No, no, he, he likes less than you like, which is saying a lot. But I just have very refined taste. I said this movie was a lot like From Beyond in a lot of ways because it's just that Lovecraftian vibe to all of it.
1: I can't believe I left out. Uh, oh, what's oh, God? What's the movie? Cat, cat, dead. Details later. What are you talking about? <laughs> what the fuck is the, that the, mean? The Lovecraftian. What? what the, it's an H.P. Lovecraft. Dude, I literally don't know what you're talking you, about. You don't know. It, you talk about it all the fucking time. Reanimator.
0: Oh, fucking. Yeah, that's a great movie. There's a. There's what a, did you say? There's a line in. Hold on a second. What did you say to describe it?
1: Cat dead, details later.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: there he leaves the okay. note for him yeah, okay, when he I kills got the you. cat. That was the only line I could think of. You're just
0: completely through. But why did you describe it to me with one line of dialogue? Because I
1: literally that is the only thing <laughs> I could think of about that. But dude, I'm I'm off. Okay. Dude, I love reanimator. But again, this reminds me of like it has the same like it's very Lovecraftian. Like, yeah, no, I, I body horror that. stuff.
0: So. Alex doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm just. I just want to talk shit on Alex on the podcast because Alex cannot oh, yeah, respond sorry. to that except I, to me I, specifically in, in our personal lives. I
1: didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought there. Your no, Alex you're, bashing. No,
0: you're good, Alex. You suck. Just kidding. I but hey, what you, was what
1: was the deal with From Beyond?
0: I don't remember what I was talking about. He now. just doesn't like it. No, no. He he completely disagreed with me and said it has like nothing to do with From Beyond. And I was like, that doesn't make sense. I meant that because it was like a Lovecraftian-type movie.
1: Yeah, you were speaking in, like g- again, general terms.
0: Yeah, yeah. It reminded me of something like From Beyond. And it was something about you know a person trying to reach another dimension, which is exactly what From Beyond's about, but Alex argued with me about I it. I mean, that's a huge... That's a he got huge all bent out of shape about it. Th-
1: the, like one of the main Lovecraftian themes is cheating death, and that's what this whole movie is about.
0: Yeah, and he's trying to bring his, his and, daughter and back. Essentially
1: basically. like so the the theme is the same, the plot device is different in this movie, but this is essentially the same like the same like story as uh Reanimator in that it's about a doctor who loses someone they love and then tries to bring them back from the dead. Yeah. Yeah. So. Exactly which is
0: Lovecraftian.
1: Lovecraftian, <laughs> yep.
0: So. so so I mean really you could use most Lovecraft stories.
1: They're all the same. Essentially, <laughs> all lo- uh, all lo- all HP Lovecraft stories are Except essentially so the same.
0: There's so much racism, man. Yeah, <laughs> I I can't even say it on the air, but I mean I mean he he was super racist. Yeah, I mean that's I don't know why I don't know why I brought that up specifically. No, I
1: mean I mean that's something you have to overlook if you are like, Well, and, sa- and sadly at that work. was
0: like of the time. Yeah. And that's they, not spe-
1: that's not an excuse, but
0: no, it's not at all. But yeah, no,
1: it no. is uh, it is something that has to be like overlooked if you're yeah. going to I mean, you have to you have to personally decide if that's something that you can uh deal with.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So, so anyway, back to the actual <laughs> the, the void. void, yeah. So this is directed by Jeremy Gillespie and Stephen Kostanski, and uh, these guys are part of a, a basically like a collective called Astron Six, and they've done. Uh, their stuff's been kind of like horror comedies uh, up until this point. They've done some work as a art director, graphic designer, like like that type of thing. But I mean, this is their first. I think this is their first serious foray into horror movies and and
1: so they were involved in Hannibal. Yeah,
0: they uh they gra- they did graphic design. Jeremy Gillespie did graphic design. Uh he was a concept artist. You can definitely, yeah, right, yeah,
1: and you can definitely there's scenes in, like there's a lot of like the the scenes of the void like those yeah. those weird shots. You can definitely tell there's like a graphic designer working on this because they're pretty it's some pretty crazy stuff.
0: I think there's some uh I, d- I think they did some pretty stuff with the void. You know, like I think there's some there's some lighting. St- now, now one of my big complaints about the void is that there was uh, some lighting issues. Are you
1: talking about the movie in general or the actual void within the movie?
0: Oh my god! You just blew up. my <laughs> my head just imploded. <laughs> it just bent. So back. you're
1: you're just talking about the
0: whole movie? Yeah, just okay. the movie in general. Like, uh. I understand why they use the lighting for some stuff, and it was to obscure things that this, were practical effects. I mean, this is
1: literally what I bitch about in like ninety percent of low budget movies: is that they don't use the lighting correctly. And I thought this movie was perfectly lit for what it was. Really? Yes.
0: I think there was some stuff that was too dark, but no. I'm telling ta- I'm, I'm
1: literally telling you that that when you saying it's too dark, if it were any lighter, you'd be saying that was cheesy as fuck.
0: It's true though, like there. I mean, that's the thing though. There's a fine, there's a fine line,
1: and you've got to err on too dark. That's what I always say about these movies: is they, they like, they don't obscure stuff enough.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, there are a lot of movies that want to shoot a fucking fully practical pro- like, uh, monster in like perfectly bright light and that like you can see every detail, daylight, yeah. and, and it doesn't work. Like ninety percent of the time, it doesn't work. So no, I I completely understand that now uh steven kostanski he did a w is for wish on abc's of death he directed that and you know like i said they've done some some basically like horror comedy type stuff
1: abc's of death too
0: oh i'm sorry god damn it (laughs) i ruined the whole thing yeah i quit this fucking podcast. let's just turn this thing off god damn it go Uh, to bed delete us Who'd,
1: unsubscribe
0: that's what i meant to say both you and me need to delete. Un- unsubscribe uh everyone push your delete button
1: push the delete button uh, i'm gonna need you to push your delete button. swipe left Ugh. That's, that's how you do de- that's how you delete podcasts from your
0: you swipe left
1: yeah on an iphone i know you live in the android world i have an iphone yeah but, i have both but you're yeah your burner
0: i live in but bo- my burner <laughs> don't tell anyone <laughs> but yeah
1: no uh Anyways, back to yeah, he directed ABC's of Death two, to a segment of ABC's of Death two, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. The, the W.
0: Uh, so I mean, this this is their first like real foray into a feature, a larger film. like yeah, like a larger budget. And when I say larger budget, like I said earlier, they they raised like eighty thousand dollars to make this movie. So I mean, this is by no means not a low budget movie. <laughs> and,
1: and let me tell you, for eighty thousand dollars. They, whoever the casting director is for this, is fucking amazing. No, yeah, I, I because think... Because the acting, for the budget of this movie, this acting is incredible.
0: Yeah, I mean, for something that... Yeah, no, I, I agree 100%. I think that... I think there's some stuff... Obviously, there's stuff that's going to stand out every once in a while where you say, okay, yeah, that was kind of cheesy. But that's because of the budget. Right. So, I mean, when you're talking a budget for a movie like this with the acting that this movie has, like, I think it really, it really worked out well for them.
1: Yes. I mean, the, everyone was cast well.
0: You very rarely have a situation like the witch where you just get incredible. Acting yeah. Yeah. No, all around. A, yeah.
1: Everyone in the witch was, I mean, that's a, that's a different level. That's another thing about that. Movie yeah. But see is, that the,
0: the witch I think was, I mean, it had a multiple million dollar budget. Yeah. No,
1: it think. had, a, it had a huge budget for like the, for being like, a. Somebody's first movie.
0: $3 million. Yeah. So, The Witch had a $3 million budget. Yeah. I mean, that is...
1: it's incredibly more than... So, like,
0: 300 uh, times the budget?
1: Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, that you can tell, like, in the actors and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, these, I, I'm just saying, these actors and actresses hold their own for the budget of this movie. Yeah, for sure,
0: yeah. So, basically... What the void is about is a group of people that get stuck in a hospital. Yes, uh, there, there's a the cop, which is uh it's the main character in the movie, played by Aaron Moore, I think is his name.
1: So, I mean, really, the way this movie st- you start off with like kind of it, it it's a I'm great sorry, Aaron Pool. Okay, it, it's a great uh, it's great opening to the movie. You just yeah. like it's just this house, it's dead at night. There's a house in the middle of nowhere, and like two people run out of the house, like being chased by two people. One of them is shot and then burned alive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the other one escapes into the forest.
0: Right, so then Aaron Poole's character, uh, Daniel Carter, he's the... The cop. Uh, yeah, he's the cop. He's he-
1: just sitting on this road in his cop car you know as small town cops do just trying to waste the night
0: yeah taking a nap basically
1: and he sees this guy run out and he's been shot i think or stabbed or something um so he's like i gotta get this guy to the hospital right so he throws him in the back of the cop car drives him to the hospital and that's where we will spend the rest of the movie other than in the void
0: you're right yeah oh man you're confusing me with all that Dang. void talk so basically, they they go to the hospital and he drops, he drops this person off, and some weird stuff uh, starts to go down. Yes, basically. So there's lots of a uh... there's like a
1: pregnant woman there. Is she pregnant? Or yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah, I don't know. She's there's a, a lady in the hospital, and this is again small town, so everybody here knows everyone. There's there's some like character development, so you understand the relationships right, yeah. between people. Oh, there's a pregnant girl with her grandfather in the waiting room. Yes. Um. The Daniel's ex-wife is a nurse.
0: Yeah, she works at the hospital. Yeah, yeah.
1: There's a nursing student. Um. Gosh. And then there's, like, an older doctor. On, I, and I think the nursing
0: student is probably the... The worst actress. The worst actress yeah, in the
1: movie. definitely. But she also has the most, like, panic scenes where she yeah, has yeah. to be like like sc- turn into a scream queen kind Your of Your hair
0: is very Jean-Ralphio tonight by the way. Uh, thank
1: you. I did it just for you. Oh, I knew it. I yep. love Jean-Ralphio. Just ralphio. for you. I'm in that awkward like state of like I'm I'm thinking I'm going to let it like get shaggy but it's just sticking straight up right
0: now. It's looking good. Thank you. I wish you would say some stuff as John ralphio the world. <laughs>
1: The way I see I can't. Yeah, thank you. I see I, I just can't hit. I that I win. Yeah, you do. I I win the genre. I went contest. I went down when it really should have gone up. I apologize. You always, you always do that. I've got the hair though, so you always
0: go down because you can't get it up. I I love going down. <laughs> Boom on females. Bam. I hope everybody wrote that shit down. I hope you're writing an article about this episode and you were like, "Damn, that joke was amazing." Because it was terrible.
1: Except they would just insert a GIF.
0: uh, Yeah, yeah.
1: Of Jean-Ralphio singing the worst.
0: I'm almost as good at a...
1: A GIF. Is it...
0: Random jokes.
1: Why did I say GIF?
0: Did you say GIF? I think so, because... Oh, my
1: God. See, I was thinking about this earlier. Podcast over. (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, I'm definitely... I literally am a firm believer in GIF, because it's what... Graphic is the first word. Yeah, but I was just thinking about how your sister says Jif.
0: My sister does say Jif. Earlier. She got really pissed at me one day because I would not leave her alone about it. it. Well, and I
1: literally was thinking about that, what you just said, about how pissed off she got for you correcting her earlier, and then when I went to say it, I just, I really apologize. Bad <laughs> John Ralphio impression. I think I was just still in still, like still in John Ralphio. Great hair, though. Right, I, I was in like, John Ralphio mode. Ralf, right, yeah. Ralf, oh my God, I can't fucking talk. Tonight. John, <laughs> Jeff, John Jeff Raffino.
0: Jeff Raffio. Jeff Raffno. Jeff
1: Jeff Make a Jeff. Make Jeff. a Jeff
0: of Jeff Raffno. <laughs> Anyways,
1: uh, <laughs> let's just nip this in the bud. Yeah, let's
0: talk about the void some more. So, one of the big standout things about the void is the uh, the practical effects, obviously.
1: Yeah, so let's. I mean, let's just get right into it. So they sedate the guy that was brought to the hospital, and the cop is about to leave. He's trying to leave, I think, to to go home, right? And he steps into a room that has a patient in it, and she, dude, this scene is messed up. Dude,
0: so you talking about the, the scalpel or whatever? It's, she
1: has a pair of scissors.
0: Oh, to the eyeball! Yeah, man. so she gets out
1: of she gets out of bed and like stabs herself in the eye. With a pair of scissors,
0: I think. Uh, no, she doesn't stab herself in the eye. She's stabbing the nurse is stabbing oh, yes. the guy in the bed in the eye.
1: Yes, that's what it is. One of the nur- another nurse, one of the not one of the aforementioned nurses, but one uh, a different one that's on duty. Yes, is stabbing the patient in the eye with a pair of scissors. Yeah, yeah. She then comes at Daniel and he shoots her dead. But
0: dude, that dude, it's one of those cool scenes where it it pretty much cuts to. Uh, the scissors like buried pretty much 100% down in this person's face, like in their eye socket. And then when it cuts to the hand, it's pulling the knife out scissors. slowly. And it's like, it's a, it's an effective scene, man. I liked it a lot. Yeah,
1: no, it was, uh, I mean, just after that, I was like, all right, I'm definitely into this movie. I'm
0: in. Well, you started the movie with somebody being burned alive, and then ten minutes later, you're getting somebody getting uh, scissored in the eye. Yeah, totally. That sounds kind of sexual.
1: Yeah, it does. That's cool. Scissor my eyes. That's, that's cool. So, and then there, you know, I don't know, I don't know how in detail we want to get with this. I definitely want everyone to watch this movie.
0: Oh yeah, because. Well, like I said, the effects, man, I mean, and there's so many great, so many great, like, gory scenes in this. And that's the thing about a movie like The Void is you don't really want to, you don't really want to spoil it. So at the beginning of the movie, when these, when these first, like, these killings start happening and these, these hooded figures. We we haven't gotten there yet. Are we going to see where, how detailed are we going to
1: I I want to talk about that because that to me was the most effective scene. Was when so this happens he he like decides to leave after he shoots this lady he goes out to his cop car and there's just a oh yeah that is right then yeah figure and and that's what's so great about this too is like you have the like body horror but dude this is easily one of the most creepy like things I've seen like it reminds me of like Halloween. Like, every now and then, in Halloween, you would have these moments of, like, you see Michael Myers from, like, from a distance.
0: and Yeah, it, like, behind the clothesline, or standing up behind the car with just, like, his shoulders up, looking over it, it like that type of stuff. That's what
1: you're thinking of. For me, I'm thinking more of, like, because uh, I don't like those shots where he's in broad daylight, but...
0: What? I think that's what made it so effective, he's he was right we, fucking we, there.
1: We talked about this when we were recording the Halloween episode. And uh, Seth Points, no, we will not FaceTime you during this podcast.
0: Yeah, by the way, we just got in our in the group chat on our phones, uh, Seth Points wanting us to FaceTime him during the episode, and we're going to throw a big uh, negatory your direction a on that straight set.
1: no on that. If you wanted to be involved in the podcast, you could still be the third co-host. Yeah, but
0: you're not, and you're a hootie tooty disco cutie. Damn. Take that, man. So,
1: uh, back to what we were talking about, though. Like, I'm thinking of more of, like, so there's that shot in Halloween where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is, uh, like, standing at the top of the stairs, and Michael Myers is in the closet behind her, and the light, he steps forward, and the light hits, like, half his mask. Oh, yeah, that... So like yeah, that's yeah. that and that gives me like the heebie-jeebies, right? Yeah, and that's what this does for me. So he comes out to the car to radio in the murder, and there's just a white robed figure.
0: Yeah, with with an upside down. Uh, it's a right triangle. Is, is it
1: upside down or right side up?
0: It's an upside down triangle.
1: Okay, but yeah, they're So they are. What are those? I they they're basically just wearing. So they're they're hooded and. They're almost like
0: they're almost like clan style. Yeah, but it's more of like
1: it's like uh it's not a pointy hood. It's like just a normal hood. Right. Um and it reminds me of like um like the Grim Reaper kind of.
0: No, I'm sorry, it is right set up. Yeah. Now that I think about it.
1: So so it's like a reverse Grim Reaper. Yeah, yeah. Um, because like they have white instead of Black, but they they have a black triangle. So, anyways, he goes out to his car. There's like one of them, one of these hooded figures attacks him, and then he they like he looks back, and there's like just tons of them.
0: Oh, dude, and I love the. Uh, is it because he has his his lights on? But there's like the, the yeah. There's bluish. a scene
1: later on where like yeah the yeah. police because they go back out to the car to get the shotgun later. Um, and yeah, there's like the red and blue police lights flashing against like these all these. Figures standing. That's a great shot, Oh, man. so good. So, uh,
0: I want to talk about, too, because we haven't really yet, uh, there's, like, random, like, intercut shots of this, like, it reminded me of something that would be in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy or, like, a Marvel movie. It was, like, this space, like, weird, like, shit, I don't even know. It. You know what I'm, ta- like, you yeah, know what I'm talking about. Like I don't know how to even describe it. The of the void, Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was, like, this weird... Uh like It look yeah, it looks like galaxy stuff. Like those like uh in like It's this, like this barren terrain and there's like these weird clouds that are taking like unnatural shapes. Right. So, like, and then
1: it'll cut to like a uh it, it it's like a it looks like it's a camera pointed at a wet ground and there's a triangular light. And there's, like, a figure standing in the middle of yeah, the triangular yeah. light that's being cast off the reflection of the water on the... Dude, it's just,
0: like... It's one of those things that, like, for the budget, it's insane that they pull it that And off, that's man. what
1: I was talking about when I mentioned that it definitely seemed like there was a graphic designer involved. Because when I was watching it, I was like, holy fuck, this is, like, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, he goes out and gets attacked (laughs) by one...
0: This is, like, shit, (laughs) is what it sounds like. I
1: I don't know what I said, but... Listen, man,
0: there was a graphic designer involved because this is, like, shit. I just... Yeah, it... uh, Just stuff that...
1: It's beyond its budget. Oh, I agree, yeah. And that's, like, that's always
0: what makes... I mean, that's what Halloween did, right? So, so... Uh, Absentia. Did you ever watch Absentia? Mm-mm. Okay, it's, it's directed by Mike Flanagan. It's the guy that did, um, Hush. Okay. And, uh, it was like his first movie. It was like $70,000. He had done some short films, which he actually did a short film, uh, Oculus. Yeah. I'm which was turned into a feature-length a movie, film yeah. also, yeah. But Absentia was his first, I think his first full-length, uh, I may not be 100% now, on Now, was that,
1: he involved in the full-length Oculus? He directed it. I did not like that movie. I liked Oculus. Okay. Anyways, we're getting off track. Yeah. Just... <laughs>
0: yeah. So anyway, Mike Flanagan, he uh, Absentia. Absentia. Yeah, that's what we were talking about. So but that yeah, movie, that it's... movie was made for seventy thousand dollars, right? And it, since you haven't seen it, you don't really understand. But it. So you look at Absentia and compare it to the Void. I think there's a huge difference, which I I loved Absentia, but I think the Void did stuff that. Uh, Flanagan couldn't even really get close to with that with his budget, yeah, yeah. So it, it's amazing what they pulled off, and that's in the where, void. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, that's definitely where they're talented in arts other than just like directing or you know right, writing. Yeah. So like a lot of the times you have like a well written movie that has a l- small budget, and you can tell that the writing is good, but they don't have the budget to really, like, make anything of it. This is just all around, like, visually, uh, it's pretty incredible for the budget.
0: Well, dude, there, there's just, like, like I said earlier, the, the practical effects are, like, n- next level for a movie with this budget, too. You know, I mean, there's... It, it reminds me of The Thing a lot, uh, The 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 things that happen to these people because of what's going on in this hospital. You know, it's like this cult... Yes. That like they're trying to reach this other dimension. Uh the doctor that works there is he's he's like a and that's where the Hellraiser stuff comes into play, yeah, he, I think. He's, he, he's, he's kinda almost like, like that like
1: he he reminds me of Pinhead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, back to the plot. Uh <laughs> See, I
0: know we've been we've I've been like all over. Yeah, the you're place. just like hopping and hopping, but I love this movie, man. It's so fucking good. Yeah,
1: no, I, I understand. And so basically I'll just give you like a quick rundown of the plot, and then we can talk about whatever you want. I think that's fine. Or no, I don't know.
0: We'll just see. Where why the, don't we we'll... just FaceTime Seth Points and let him talk about it?
1: <laughs> oh, he hasn't watched it yeah. yet.
0: Yeah, he was supposed to come over and watch it, and he just fucking didn't. Yeah. Anyway, go if... go okay. um, Go along. So
1: all I'm all I'm gonna say here is, I'm gonna go go back to the okay. So the cop goes outside <laughs> to call it in. He's attacked by one of the hooded figures. He comes in. They're treating him, and at the same time, something is being birthed out of the dead nurse
0: in the room. Yes, uh, her face, right? Yeah, it comes out of her mouth. Now, this, this is something that reminded me of the thing a lot. Right, it's like this tentacled, almost like spider leg type thing. Yeah, and they come, and it
1: comes out, and it turn, It's like this. It reminds me of the um, the brain eater from Starship Troopers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but with like shitloads of tentacles. Right. Yeah. Um. So it it comes out. They kind of have a rundown with it, and it escapes into like a. Uh. There's recently been a fire at this hospital, uh, and it escapes into one of the closed off wings of the hospital. Yes. They decide to go out. So, uh, okay. At this point, then the other two character, like main characters, are introduced. So, uh. You have all of a sudden a car pulls up and two... Like a young man and an older guy come into the hospital and they try to kill the uh, individual that the cop brought in at the beginning of the movie. Well,
0: and you quickly realize that these are the people from the, the beginning, beginning of, the of the movie. Who
1: had shot at him and burned the other person alive. Yes, yes. Uh, And so... And then we never... We really never get any kind of backstory on... I mean, there's a, but it works. You yeah, know? and like that's it, and that's the thing about this is like, like I said, like if you need like concrete, like this is who they are, this is why they're doing this, then you will not yeah, find that here. You, you will not get that because they they never quite uh, flesh that out. But they decide to go back out to the cop car and get the shotgun out of the cop car and go confront the monster. The other patients in the uh, hospital. So the girl that was there with her grandfather goes into labor. Uh, so the reason they're going to go kill this monster is because they need to get to the medical supplies that they have to go through this monster to get to. I think that kind of catches us up yeah. to, to another, to a, a point we want to talk about a little more.
0: Yeah, so that, so they all go down and they're going to confront this, this creature. Right, to, to
1: get to uh, the... To get to the medicine cabinet,
0: and and right before that was the scene I was talking about earlier with the, there's literally like forty people in these hoods with the triangles on their faces, uh, standing. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and, you... the, and the police lights are on, and it's just like this, just great shot. They have knives and they're holding them out to their sides, like all of them in the exact same pose, and it's just a creepiest, creepiest yes, fuck shot. Man. Absolutely,
1: and that's so that's what that's one of my favorite things is without, like, without some sort of monster they've created like a creepy like kind of spine-chilling shot. Uh and that's what like re- what what I was referencing earlier in Halloween uh when you see Michael Myers in the closet.
0: So basically at this point they split up. You've got a group of people going down into the basement.
1: No. They're ju- they're just going to get the medicine at this point. Well yeah, yeah. They're not going into
0: the basement yet. Oh, it's not the basement yet. No. Okay. I'm way off. Because,
1: and here's what happens, is they go to get the medicine, and the Daniel's ex-wife decides she's going to go on her own to get the medicine, and she disappears, and when they come back, they need to go find her, and she's in the basement, and that's why they decide to go to the basement. Okay.
0: Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for being so... I'm telling you, I so there yeah you know during
1: happenings i just you know I, I you know i don't know i don't remember i'm just there during happenings man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey man i just uh i'm just always there during happenings. i just like, i always have these i have the ability to remember like the most basic plot points very right. well but, yeah like i don't remember details right yeah. yeah cat dead details later
0: yeah god damn it <laughs> Re-animator.
1: I know that now, so if yeah. you ever say that again, yeah, I'll get it. I Earlier just, I was lost. I'm just saying I, I
0: I not to be a dick, even though I am. You're an asshole. Yes, I am. Certified. You're one of the biggest assholes I've ever met. That's
1: why you like me.
0: And well, at Seth Points. Bigger. Should we can let should we He's just, a bigger asshole. should we just talk shit about at Seth Points every single episode? I
1: it inevitably will come up during every episode, but let's 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 focus on the void here.
0: Okay, okay. Let's let, yeah, we can do that. Okay, so I really just want to talk about all the gore stuff. Yeah, so the
1: this this is really our first gore scene is when they go to I think they go to get the medicine uh and they run into the creature in the hallway. Yes. And I'm guessing this is one of those shots that you think is too dark.
0: So it was dark, but the stuff that you were meant to see, you were able to see. Yes, you know. So that's that's the that's it works because of that. So like, there's you know, there's a part where it shows this guy's head and the monster's, like feeding his tentacles into mm. this guy's eye sockets, yes. and it's just, dude, it's just so good, man. Yeah. Like it's just it's one hundred percent one of my favorite gore shots the last couple of years. Yeah. No,
1: it's, I mean, it looks great. This, the, you don't know. And again, like that, right. Humans biggest, like instinctual fear is the unknown, right? That's why we're afraid of the dark. Right. Yeah. So like you play more into fear when you, like when you don't show your monster completely. Like you show what it can do and you get across the gore yeah um but you like you're playing into that fear of like i i can't see what that thing is
0: yeah no yeah i, I agree so, so
1: i again i i applaud the, yeah no, they, the decision <laughs> yeah yeah no. to shoot this in incredibly low light and like i said you like you said you can perfectly see everything you're meant to see
0: well yeah and i, th- I think that works out really well for them you know in like the first encounter with the monster like Like I said earlier, I think it was a little dark, but at the same time, like it works because it is a low budget movie and the stuff that they show affects you in like a certain way. You know, it's like this big hulking mass of a monster that was birthed from other human beings.
1: Right. And and then there's like a strobe effect going on.
0: Yeah, it's like a strobe through the whole scene and they're just like. The They're attacking this it. monster with axes and yep. shit, you know, and 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 this monster. Th- and this is what I was talking about with like the it's pushing its tentacles <laughs> down into the eye sockets of this person and it's just it's a super gory weird scene and like when you see this monster for the first time it's like a I mean it'll make your your duke tube leak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean I definitely had duke tube leaks. Duke tube leakage from the monster alone.
1: Yeah. Uh so yeah, it an incredibly gory uh first look at what we have going on. So, so basically yeah, I mean basically from here we get into somehow we get into the scenario of the doctor or the nurse uh Daniel's ex-wife leaving on her own to go get medical supplies. Yes.
0: They also have another encounter with the uh hooded hooded folk. figures. Yeah, yeah, outside of the hospital. And that was the scene I was talking about earlier with the the really cool strobe blue strobe Ooh, effect yeah. on it which I've talked about it three times. We have not been at the proper part of the movie for me to talk about it, but now I can actually talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Really cool scene. Dope. So yeah, they basically she takes a
1: walkie-talkie with her, right? And heads off. They go look in the old doctor's office who has been killed. Um,
0: and he basically finds out that he is the leader of the cult. Yeah, he's basically trying to bring his daughter back yeah, his from do- this dimension where you go after when you, you die. die. Yeah, But it's not like hell. It's like a... It's the void. It's the void, yeah, yeah. So he's tr- he's trying to bring his daughter back from the void, and uh but somehow it brings you back as like a n- disgusting creature, yeah. And that's from beyond, yeah. <laughs> it li- Alex Simmons, it literally fucking is from beyond. So I just I need to throw that out there at you.
1: So basically, I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can skip over here because nothing really. I mean, they decide that they're gonna go. Into the basement to get her back Right, yeah And
0: uh, So that This is one of my favorite parts of the movie When they go into the basement They find the door <clears throat> That has the cross on it Painted onto it mm-hmm. uh, Crudely Like the yes. same cross that's on the hooded figures And they, they open up this door It's a triangle on the hooded figures What did I say? Cross God Damn it, man Yeah, There's a there's this.
1: a triangle painted on the door
0: Kick me off the show, please. That's
1: okay. So <laughs> it's all they, good. yeah, no, yeah, it's fine. Nah, the Republic for the Republic
0: for the Re- this this one's for the Republic. Yeah, we,
1: we you know we we do uh, podcasts for the Republic. So so
0: they go into the basement into this door with the they find with the triangle crudely painted on it triangle. Yep, and. There's like this room full of like dismembered bodies and
1: like. So I haven't even seen it. Well, we talked about this in a, a couple of episodes ago, but this for some reason reminds me of Baskin. Dude, Cause, cause I love like, that fucking movie. Because it's like it's like lit in red lighting. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then there's like these like creatures, like reassembled bodies, tortured bodies, like.
0: Oh yeah, and that, and that's that's kind of what's going on here. Yeah. I mean, I mean, basically they walk into this. <clears throat> walk into it's this like room. Some
1: Resident Evil shit. Yeah,
0: and they like light a flare and there's bodies with like missing arms and they're hanging from the ceiling and there's like disemboweled bodies hanging all over the place and then they start moving. Yes. Creepy. And, yeah, dude, it is it's a pretty effective scene too. It's shot with like this red tint to it, like you said, right, like kinda like, like basking. Yeah. Yep. And, and it's just a really cool scene. We get some uh some some good deaths in this scene. There's a head smash on the floor. That's a great. That's a great shot, man. I love that shot. Yes. Uh, we're, so right now, basically, like at the, at this point in the movie, this is where all the everything just kind of happens. Yeah, I mean, people just start
1: dying. There's some throats. So the they get d- slit. The um, intern is left, um, with the pregnant girl and her grandfather. Yes. And then the pregnant girl, while giving birth slits her grandfather's throat, and then reveals that she is carrying the old doctor's baby, which is going to be the rebirth of his daughter.
0: Well, and she's also, like, at this point, the doctor's done whatever it is that he did to her, and she's laying on this this gurney.
1: Yes. Wait, is it... Who has the doctor's, like, daughter? Is it Daniel's ex-wife, or is it... Because he doesn't he he takes her into an operating room and puts the baby inside of her right yeah yeah. So it's this other, it's this Daniel's other
0: it's Daniel's ex.
1: Yeah, but then the the girl who's giving birth or Daniel's girlfriend whatever. Yeah the the girl who's giving birth uh, that came in with her grandfather that's just his baby.
0: Yeah yeah no, no she like that's a pretty gross scene too when she starts to give birth and mm-hmm. like the it looks like this like multiple. F- Like, limb thing is trying to kick through her stomach, basically. Yeah, so basically there's
1: two births going on, and then there's, like, this really disgusting, like, operating room where the doctor's operating on Daniel's ex, and Daniel decides to to
0: kill her, right? Yeah, and this is, like, this is something that reminds me a lot of, like, The Thing or something like that. Like, she's basically, like, mutated and, like, grown into this, like, organic, like, it's like a... It's Like poison oak made I, it's of like on, humans. Or like
1: on, it's like on Halo. Like when the the flood come in and they like there's like all these tentacles like <laughs> when the flood come in. Yeah, I'm a Halo dude. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh there's like all these tentacles coming from her body that are attached to like the ceiling and the floor and everything. It's like a giant nest. Yeah, yeah. Uh so Daniel decides to kill her.
0: Yeah, he chops her up with an axe. Yes. Which is again. Cool. Not dark at all, no, no, right, bright even. Yeah, that's uh,
1: just some happy go lucky
0: stuff, and so, th-
1: then we get into like the real weird shit, the void, the void. This is this is
0: where we really truly step into the void. So I don't know. There's a cool scene with like this another monster with like this tentacled creature that starts killing.
1: That's the daughter. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That happens.
1: So I did this sounds so fucked up. Like I said, you just need to go watch it. Yeah, it's it's
0: one of those movies that you really just kind of have to you have to see it cuz none yeah. of it like I said, nothing
1: is really explained for you. And we've only watched this once.
0: Yeah, yeah. We we uh And it definitely requires more viewings. We just that. we just loved it so much that we immediately wanted to talk about it. And I feel like the last little bit has been kind of uh, incoherent, but I think it's just because there's so many things that we want to talk about. And so
1: much stuff happens in such a short period of time.
0: Yeah, because there, there's a there's a decent chunk of it where it's kind of like a build-up to all this other stuff I that mean, happens in the last, like, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, let's, let's just
1: get down to the last scene. I mean, basically, there's a bunch of gore and yeah. violence and a lot of the other characters' like stories are kind of wrapped up or... Uh, fleshed they're, out they're a killed, little bit, yeah. Basically, yeah. So, um, we then—I mean, we can just talk about how Daniel walks into a room and there's. This is a really cool shot. So there's a there's like a triangle, Of this like lit triangle, right? And there's like all these gurneys, and there's like dead bodies on the gurneys with sheets, white sheets yeah, over yeah. them, and the doctor. Yes. Is like this He comes out And he's like It's like he's been Like He's like skinless
0: Yeah but it's like He's like black Like it's like this weird It almost looks like I don't want to say It looks like he's burnt It doesn't look like He's really burnt But it's like but this But it does
1: It's like how a person Looks after they've been burnt And they have no skin left But there's like that Muscle layer
0: Yeah Yeah and it's Yeah But it's just really dark yes. Looking And So he comes out And he's got this uh Basically he's opened up This portal Portal to, the portal to this void. other dimension yeah, yeah Yeah Basically And he's trying to bring his daughter back And uh, I don't know I don't know what happens here Yeah <laughs> Like Basically
1: the, Like There's like He explains Kind of like Everything about what What he's done And why he like Why he's Like Opening the void And what this whole Group of people is,
0: right? Yeah, but it, it it just there's not much resolution in any of it though, is there? No, I mean, not really. Yeah, no,
1: and so then the final, I mean, the final thing that happens is he goes to enter the void, right? And then
0: Daniel tackles him into the void. Yeah, d- yeah. Daniel like tackle, yeah. Basically, that's like a- basically that's exactly. So what instead happens.
1: of pulling his daughter out of the void, he traps him in the void.
0: Yeah, but Daniel also traps. Himself, himself in the void in the void with his wife I don't know man it's confusing yeah like i
1: said this is going to take like multiple
0: like this is, yeah this is definitely something you just sit down and watch more than one time and try to figure out uh i think th- i think there could be different interpretations of what's yeah, going on yeah but it here. looks fucking badass it really does like, man this it, shot
1: there's this shot where he's standing he's choking daniel he's got an axe in him and he's standing in front of the void and there's like a flare Coming over his shoulder And she just yeah. looks Like it reminds me
0: of Hellraiser so much Yeah this is one of the scenes That really really reminded me of Hellraiser uh, uh, A lot
1: So and then yeah Nothing's explained from there
0: Yeah no not the, really The So I, I'm pretty sure that nobody's gonna understand What the fuck we, we were just, just talked about, about anyway. No absolutely not and, For one thing all we, we kept going off on like weird uh, Tangents about other things
1: Yeah and so The The way I There is one thing that's resolved And that's One of the the young man that showed up in the beginning with the other guy, yeah, uh, he survives, and the intern girl survives,
0: which are like not exactly uh, the people you would expect to survive. No, not. I think they kind of subverted expectations with that a little bit because it was,
1: and I guess techn- one of the guys
0: that was killing people at the beginning of the movie basically yeah, it turns out to be a good guy. They well, were just trying to stop the void, right? And so.
1: You're basically left with like all the hooded figures are gone. Daniel has tackled the old doctor into the void, and then the passageway to the void has collapsed. Yeah. Um. And yeah,
0: that's pretty much
1: it, man. Really, it it is it. And I like I said, I I don't think that like trying to um talk this talk about this in like a way that makes sense it works because. There's just so much to this movie, as far as like what's left up for interpretation,
0: yeah, no, definitely, and uh, and like you said, it, I think it's one of those movies that you could watch multiple times to try to figure out what is actually happening in this, yes, you know I mean, obviously it's the dude's uh contacting another dimension, but I mean, yeah, I mean, at its
1: core, like the whole story is like a doctor loses his. Wife, he starts a cult, gathers followers to reach into another dimension and bring his daughter back. That's I mean, that's the whole plot. Yeah, it is the
0: whole entire plot of the movie. And it just has that cool, like, the thing vibe going on through the whole thing, too. With, like, these extra-dimensional beings that are roaming around and fucking people up all over the place. And so, like I said, I mean, I think really
1: your like the way that you whether you enjoy this movie or not really comes down to whether you can deal with the fact that like nothing's really like clearly and explicitly laid out for you uh versus like there's like a lot of potential in this movie I think for multiple viewings and to form
0: your own like you know opinions on exactly what everything means well they actually just uh, just announced the release of this on blu-ray a uh, company picked it up to to produce it for Blu-ray too. So definitely uh keep an eye on that and buy this movie. I mean support these guys. I mean there's definitely a future uh, yeah, for can, these for these directors. You man. can
1: rent it on Amazon. Yeah, uh, yeah. and or you can buy it on iTunes. It's like eight bucks, right? On iTunes. Uh yeah, six ninety nine or, or something $6. like $7. that. $7. Yeah, but yeah, definitely uh it's worth it. I mean, like I said, I think that this movie has pretty good uh like you can watch it over and over and over again. Yeah. Okay. And like just talking about it I'm stoked on getting to watch this thing again. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely I definitely would watch it uh multiple times after a first viewing. Like it's just one of those movies that I think there's a lot there. I think there is too, man. So since uh since we're at this point,
1: Yes, stab rating.
0: Let me hear let me hear your stab rating.
1: I would give this an 8. <clears throat> 4 and 4.
0: Yeah. That's a pretty good score. <clears> would you I'm, like to elaborate?
1: Yeah, I mean I so I think that the gore is is really great. Um it's still I can't give it a perfect 5 because like to me a perfect 5 on gore would need to be like it's incredibly gory. Right. And it like, is so. I mean, you can be cheesy gore and still get a five from me. Um, but the fact that it's like definitely done in a way like that makes it not cheesy kind of, I mean, it makes the movie more watchable, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like have more impact, right? Because we're, this isn't like, uh, you know, like, like, this isn't like Tromo where it's like super gory, but it's like cheesy gory and like the whole point of it is to laugh. This is meant to be like, dark and like kind of brutal and so i think that you get that more from the darkness and stuff but anyways it just doesn't allow me to like i can't give it a five because oh i
0: can you know yeah i understand completely man you
1: know if it was like super well lit and still that impactful like if they if the practical effects were good enough that you could shoot those things in full light
0: i'd give it a five but which you're not you're definitely not knocking the practical effects no, because no. they're not at all. Top yes. notch. Yeah. Man. Yeah.
1: And so I, yeah, I give it an eight. And as far as enjoyability, like I w- I thoroughly was interested the entire movie. And I'm still interested. I, I've been thinking about it for two weeks because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, I don't, I don't understand all of it,
0: like all the aspects of it. And so, yeah, I mean, I'd give it a an eight. I'm going to go, uh, i want to go with a nine. A nine. On this one. Yeah. Let's I'm going to, I mean I think the gore stuff was effective enough to warrant a 9 for me it wasn't insanely gory but the way it was done was was just so good that I'm going to go with a 4 on the gore okay. but I think enjoyability 5 I think it was a, a very enjoyable movie I think 100% it's worth checking out especially if you're any type of body horror fan man I mean it, it's something that it's the best body horror movie I've seen in in quite I would agree sometime. with that yeah definitely so, uh, I want to talk about our next episode for just a second before we uh sign off here. We're gonna do Tokyo Gore Police, yes, I believe. Uh, you've never seen this, nope. I recently saw this for the first time, and I cannot believe that I've never watched this movie before. Like, it is just straight up Japanese trauma, basically over the top, insanely gory. And it's literally gory from start to finish, so I'm really excited yes, to it, check this movie out. This would
1: meet my uh, <clears throat> like funny gory. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Type of uh, you'll
0: feel it, grossed out too. I promise, because yeah. it's it's gory, but there are parts where I was like,
1: yeah, just some nasty shit. There's happening. just some
0: real nasty stuff going on. Sweet, that sounds good. But anyway, uh, check us out. On Twitter, are we gonna are we gonna do two weeks? or Are we gonna do one month from now? Uh, I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, check us out uh, at some point. Keep it keep an eye on our Twitter if you want to keep up with with what's going on when the next episode's coming out. To at uh, gorgab podcast at gorgab podcast. Email us gorgab nineteen eighty five at gmail dot com if you have movie recommendations. You want to tell us that we suck. If you want to,
1: you submit a short story for. Our- Our reading We'll critique it
0: Uh, We'll give it a stab rating
1: Yeah, we'll stab rate your
0: uh, Anything, really Yeah, I mean, we'll stab rate pretty much anything You can send us porn and we'll give us a stab rating Yeah Dick pics Please
1: don't send us violent porn No, no,
0: no, not violent porn No, yeah, you're right I should (laughs) have specified Yeah, no I'm cool with dick pics Yeah, that's fine <laughs> so, gorgab1985 at gmail.com. For- Send your dick pics for- there. Please forward all dick pics to that email address. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, we will check you out next time.
1: I'm yes. Uncle Pony
0: Boy. I'm here with DJ Gill. We're signing off. That was Ca- terrible. I, think, I yeah. cannot believe that's uh, what you actually said. Sorry, man. That was terrible. I don't, Come not- up with something. All right. Try it again.
1: Bada bing bada boom. No, that
0: was worse. <clears throat> Just say whatever falls out of your brain grapes. Godspeed and good luck. No, oh, terrible.
1: Stone Ripper.
0: That's a that's a type of beer. You can't say that.
1: The fuck? What am I supposed to say? Just
0: say whatever. I don't care. Something to end the episode on a on a Daniel note.
1: I love you and I think that sometimes I want to murder your face.
0: This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at CupholderRadio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. If this podcast doesn't make your skin crawl, it's on too tight. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And Brennan, have you ever wondered what your favorite director directed when he wasn't busy directing the great things that he directed? Say directed more. Directed. What is trying to say is that this month on Scream 101, a horror review podcast,
1: every weekend we will be reviewing the first film in a famous director's
0: filmography. That he directed. But there's a twist. What twist might that be? These directors aren't known for horror movies, but their first films were horror movies. Dun, dun, dun. Directed. Find us on cupholderradio.com or on the podcast app every weekend. Scream 101 podcast.